Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Well, the Edmonton Oilers are in the U.S. capital of Washington looking together to uh, pick the pieces up after a very disappointing 6-3 loss yesterday in Raleigh, North Carolina. We always knew it was going to be a tough road trip, a team playing devoid of confidence right now, uh, a passionate fan base that... Uh, it's got to be shaking their heads as the Oilers try to find a way to get out of uh, what has been a stunningly poor start to the season. This is Oilers Now. It's brought to you by World of Spas. Coming up on today's show, recap of last night's game, one in which the Oilers spotted the Carolina Hurricanes a 4 nothing lead. Frankly, an easy 4 nothing lead. Uh, we'll hear from Chris Knobloch. We'll hear from Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Evander Kane. 535 today, Ron McClellan. Plain will join us from NHL Hockey and Rogers. 605 Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrus. They are our regular Thursday contributors to the show. And at 635 with a Washington Capitals perspective on tomorrow's matinee, uh, Edmonton area product Al May. Bob Stoffer joining you in Washington. The River Creek Resort Casino Hotline is 780-496-0063. Don't miss Sunday's buffet at the River Creek, featuring all-you-can-eat snow crab legs and other seafood favorites. Just $69.99 per person. Book your table at therivercreeresort.com. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com. Find out more, and you can reach us on Twitter at Oilers Now. Me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, Brendan Escott at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. Today's top story for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. The Oilers trying to build off uh, a decent third period, but one in which they were trailing 5-2 today at practice. Connor McDavid was on the line with Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Zach Hyman. Leon Dreisettle was with Evander Kane and Connor Brown. Ryan McLeod with Warren Fogle and Derek Ryan. The Oilers had Gagne and Ernie rotating with Hamlin and Yanmark. My guess is you'll see the team go 12-6 and six tomorrow. Maybe Broberg comes up because it did not work yesterday going 11-7. and seven. Nurse with CC Ekholm and Bouchard, Kulak and Tierney. Uh, Brett Kulak uh, is having a tough time. They had him over in the right side yesterday did not work. Brendan Escott is back. 
at the 630 Chad Studios. Brendan, let's face it. Uh, the orders went into yesterday's game, and and Carolina's been a tough matchup for Edmonton the last few years. They've blown them out a couple times, but it went from bad to worse in that first period. Devoid of confidence is nail on the head. Uh, or, you know what I mean. It, it's just, it is so frustrating to watch a team that after it surrenders one goal, seems like that's too big a hole to dig out of. And then unfortunately, it was a very slippery slope, as you say, uh, last night in particular. But they just don't seem to be confident enough that they're going to be able to will themselves back into a game. And that's um, that's pretty upsetting to think about for a team that has blown two goal leads in the uh, two preceding games. So I don't know what kind of game this team can win at this point. It was a very important road trip, and it hasn't uh, it hasn't panned out. The orders are 5-12-1 through the first 18 games. They always talk about U.S. Thanksgiving being, you know, a harbinger of playoff success. The Edmonton Oilers right now have an 863 save percentage. There's no other team in the league that's below 870. This would be the second lowest save percentage over the last 20 years at this point in the year. Uh, the other five teams that are at this place could not work their way back into the playoff mix. I mean, realistically, you look at it right now, and the only way the orders get into the playoffs is if, they're, if they finish the year at 900 which would mean they would probably have to beat a 910 to 9-12 save percentage the rest of the season. That's just realistically, if you understand how numbers work, we're 18 games into the season, it's basically a quarter of the way into the season, and they're sitting at 863 to get to 900, they'd have to be like 9, you know, 9-11, the rest of the way. And I don't think there's anybody listening to the show right now that has confidence that is going to be the case. And part of the challenge that Edmonton has is nobody's going to throw them a life preserver. Uh, the Oilers are in a position where, frankly, as, and this sounds bad, so it's not going to be pretty, but you just, you're sitting there with Jack Campbell and... Saturday night is an important start for Jack Campbell and the Miners because maybe you could argue the first course of action for the Oilers. And I know there's some of you that think Edmonton show could go out and sign Yaroslav Halak or, you know, make a trade and give away a first round draft choice. But the first course of action probably is to give Campbell another opportunity. But it is not happening. And it has completely undermined the start of the season. Last year, the Vancouver Canucks finished 31st in the league in save percentage. It killed them. And they got a great goalie. His name is Thatcher Demko, but he was not at 100%. So we deal in reality here. And the reality is the Oilers are digging themselves one hell of a bad spot to try to get out of. And it's frustrating everybody in oil country. We go to the Oilers now, Audio Vault. It's brought to you by Direct Workwear. Check out Direct Workwear's new FR Parka with enhanced warming features for only $270. Cam Moon on the call last night in Raleigh. Oilers, third game of the four-game road trip. They'll take on the Carolina Hurricanes. That's blocked. Chatfield, he'll let it go. Save, rebound, scores. Faust picked up the rebound after the shot from Chatfield. It's 1-0 Carolina. Through the middle to Echol. He'll walk in. He'll stop up and couldn't get a pass to Brown. It's a two-on-one the other way. Puck brought in on the right wing. Across to Bunting. Side of the net. Slammed in. Right at the side of the goal is Drury. What is... Wow. Drury makes it 2-0 Carolina. 
Puck to the side of the net, and there is Terravinen to tap it in. Now to Jarvis, in over the line, he'll shoot, scores! Off the post and in by Seth Jarvis. That makes it 4-0 for the Hurricanes. How do I get behind the Oilers, Steve? We're going to see Calvin Pickard come into the game. This is not going to ease the pressure in Edmonton right now. Back to the left wing point. Bouchard, side of the net. Here's Drysaddle to Hyman. Rebound, score! Zach Hyman picks up the rebound after a pass across from Drysaddle. The Edmonton Oilers, five seconds into the power play, cut the Hurricane lead to 4-1. Well, that's what the first unit needed to start. They got a long way back, and they've been outplayed in large portions, but Hyman two cracks at Svechnikov it. centers it. St. Pickard rebound scores. Natchez got his own rebound. That makes it 5-1 for the Hurricanes. Right wing to McLeod. He's going to cut to the net. Rolls it across. Loose puck. Scores! Matias Ekholm. He followed the play up and gets the Oilers... They're within three. They're down 5-2. Two. Over to the right for McDavid. His centering pass. Scores! A pass by McDavid goes to Zach Hyman. He gets it by Kuchetkov. And the Oilers cut the hurricane lead to 5-3. The Edmonton Oilers drop their third straight. All three on this road trip. 6-3, the final Hurricanes defeat the Edmonton Oilers. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, there's, uh, you know, 2 nothing lead in Tampa Bay. End up losing 6-4 with an empty netter. 2 nothing lead in Florida. End up losing 5-3 to the Panthers with an empty netter. Last night, spot Carolina. A 4 nothing lead. 5-3 at one point in the third. Hit a couple co- uh, goal posts, but they weren't good enough. And an empty netter. Edmonton has a minus 19 goal differential right now. I said if the Oilers finish with a 900 save percentage, they might be able to make the playoffs. They could probably, I mean, that would mean they'd go 9-10 the rest of the way. They probably realistically have to be plus 25 to plus 35 by the end of the season. Uh, they got a lot of work to do. There's no other way to say it. Lots of breakdowns last night. Chris Knobloch dropped to 2-3 and three as head coach. He had this to say on what needs to be fixed. Um, yeah, no, we didn't give ourselves any favors there. It made it harder for us. And I just see a lot of guys who, who are working hard 
do care, are so worried about making mistakes, and ultimately it's paralyzing us and holding us back and just not playing with our instincts. And yeah, we just have to get away from it. And you see on the third period where we had nothing to lose, we just went out there and played a really simple game. We were fast and very direct and um, we dictated a lot of the play. So we just have to um, more of that. Ryan Nugent Hopkins after last night's game and this to say on moving from the loss in the last three games. I mean, we're just not find, finding ways to get the job done at the end of the day. I mean, I thought Tampa played really well. Didn't find a way to win. Florida, pretty even game. Same thing tonight. Obviously, just a poor start. And we're trying to claw our way back the whole game. So, yeah, I mean, there's not a lot to say. We just got to have a good skate tomorrow and try to have a big win on Friday. Evander Kane, meanwhile, had this to say on how to move on. I think we just have to focus on the next game. It's been redundant. It's been, you know, the same kind of message after a lot of games this season, too many games this season. So move on, get ready for the next one. All right, Chris Knobloch's availability today about, uh, oh, it was less than a minute and a half in. They were doing a two-on-two drill on a zone entry, and Ryan McLeod went offside. And Knobloch shut practice down and said, let's do this right if we're going to do it. That's not acceptable if you're skirting and cheating at the line if you're offside. You've got to replicate the work habits uh, that you do in practice and transition that to game. And uh, Knobloch had these comments on that details matter in practice and during games. Yeah, the game comes down to uh, doing little things uh, well and... Um it's um, talk to our players about being great at things that uh, require little or no talent and things like making a little pass, finishing your check, being on the defensive side. Um, doesn't matter what level you're at, you can execute those. And, um, and any successful team is good at those details and its structure. And, um, and so whether we're doing things in practice or in a game, uh, we're expecting that those are getting done. And... Matias Ekholm spoke today just to say a Knobloch demanding better details in practice. Well, that's what we need right now, for sure. Um, we can't. Usually that's what it is. When you win and, and things are going, it's just you just keep them going. But when you lose, you have to you have to find a stop, right? So um, that starts in practice, starts with the details and uh, getting everybody on the same page, for sure. And, and, and today was uh, one step towards that. And, and I think the management and the coaching staff are aware of that as well. So it's, it's good. Well, uh, you know, it's some interesting comments there because obviously it's not going well right now for the Edmonton Oilers in uh, in oil country. That's a given. We've talked a lot, actually, about the situation involving the goaltending, and it's not all on goaltending, but it's it's certainly a start, and it's been an issue. Uh, but I'm going to just throw something else at you. I mean. We got Brendan Escott back in the 6.30 Chad studio. So we're sitting there, Brendan, with nine minutes left in the pregame going, where's Darnell Nurse? Because what happens is Cam and me usually watch the opposition um, pregame skate to see if there's any change or, you know, warm up. And Darnell Nurse was not on the ice. Of course, the the the, the warm-up started with Stuart Skitter toe-picking as he went to get settled, settled for his stretch in front of the Edmonton bench and sliding 30 feet and almost wiping out uh, Kochekov, the Carolina backup. And then about five minutes later, the puck ricochets off the crossbar. Nurse and Kane 
are two of the players that do not wear helmets, and it plunks Darnell right in the head. And so he's got the, the snot wrap on uh, to protect himself when he finally gets back in after leaking. If that was not a harbinger of things to come, I don't know what is. But I'm going to, you know, Darnell Nurse, relative to the amount of minutes that he plays, 22-28, he's got three goals, five points, 18 games. He's minus three this year. You know, it's... <laughs> Obviously, you're hoping more. I just look at the combination of three guys on the left side of the order's defense. They're veterans. You know, Darnell Nurse is 29 years of age now. They're 28 turning 29 this year. Matthias Eckholm is 33. And Brett Kulak is 29. And the Edmonton Oilers have $18 million tied up in those defensemen. And they're supposed to be the stabilizing forces in a lot of regard uh, for their pairings. And I know everybody's getting scored on, and there's been a bunch of empty netters, which usually involves the offensive guys, which keeps Kulak, Ekholm, and Nurse off the ice in those scenarios. Ekholm's minus two, Nurse is minus three. Um, Kulak's at minus ten right now. He's having a tough go and looked like a... He just didn't look good on the right side. He went minus three yesterday. So, you know, you're you're looking for more in a lot of different areas. Yes, the forward's got a back pressure. It worked better. The fifth goal against yesterday, four guys in and around the goal score. Ajo just cannot happen. Bottom line, Edmonton off to just a brutal start for the organization. Chris Knobloch had this to say on what needs to change tomorrow against the Capitals. I think we've shown spurts of what we need to do. Uh, power play has looked good at times and other times it's disappointed. Um, uh, the defensive play, we've been able to manage the opportunities we're given again, or given up, um, but just being able to do it for um, a full 60 minutes, and that's a lot of, um, one, coach managing ice time and making sure guys aren't tired when they're on the ice, but also probably most importantly is guys when they're out there, um, that they're staying focused and aware of their responsibilities. And Eckholm added some additional perspective on how the team can play better defensively. Sometimes it's not about what you get, it's about what you leave for, for the other team. And, and the momentum game is something we got to feel out better, knowing when to make a play, when it's time to just get it deep and, and go to work. So from that perspective, I think it's, it's, it's not on the goal. It's not just on the D, it's not just on the forwards. It's collectively we have to be better at that, that and, and, and knowing what, where we're at in our shift. Uh, are we in the first five minutes of the game? Do we Maybe we should just get it deep to, to, to get going, and, and then we can start making plays. So um, I think it's a, it's a whole team thing. And, and it's something we all have to do a better job like. I'll give you another thing they can do. Too many times when they've had the rare odd man break in the first couple minutes of a game, they're passing off instead of putting a shot on a goaltender. Sometimes goalies don't know if they're locked in, but the orders have made it easy on them. Edmonton has put themselves in a very difficult place to start the season. And your frustration and exasperation because if you're listening to a show called Oilers Now, or if you're listening to the broadcasts or watching the broadcasts, you probably have a vested interest in the team, and it's not performing. And with that comes criticism. We'll take a timeout, come back with NHL Today. It's 523 in Edmonton. I lied. We'll get to NHL Today for elite promotional marketing at about 555. Let's go to your text on the Ashley Fine Flores text line. It's 526 in Edmonton. Mark in St. Albert. Bob, for the love of God, can we not get a goalie to make some stops and give this team some confidence? What in the hell are management 
are the management team doing? I realize how difficult it is to get uh, to trade a goalie this early in the season. However, our season is almost over. Moving Kulak up, what the heck was that? Dumpster fire is being kind. That comes to us from Mark in St. Albert. You can text us at 780-496-0063. Bob, we can just hear the dejection and disappointment in your voice. This is beyond stunning. Do you realistically see a big trader move coming from Penner's Pancakes? I'm going to be honest, Kev, not at this time. Not at this time do I see that trade coming. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. I, that's what I'm saying. The most likely scenario is a return for Jack Campbell. And nobody, there's lots of Oilers fans that think that's unacceptable, but that is the most likely scenario. Stoney says, Bob, the goal differential is minus 19. Per money puck, says Stoney, the Oilers goaltenders have given up 15 more goals than expected. Minus 19 versus minus four. But they're going to keep running out. Skinner and Campbell, come on. That one comes to us from Stoney. Carmen. Uh, Bob, what would your excuses be? Uh, that was last night. He goes, please stop it. Don't you think it's time to give up on this team? Stop trying to defend our veteran G-man and the team. Come on, man. You're smarter than this. Well, here's the deal, Carmen. You can, you can give up. You can give up. And I can appreciate all the exasperation and frustration. But this is the same team that went 14-0-1 in the final 15 games. That said, without three forwards, it's the same defense. It's the same goaltending tandem. The only difference is they don't have Costin. They don't have Bukestad. And you can make an argument they should have kept those two guys, given a pick to include to dump Fogel, not re-sign McLeod. You can make that argument. Yamamoto's effectiveness, I think a lot of you debated last year. But this is pretty much the same team that went 14-0-1. So we've seen them put wins together before. However, I am as shocked as anybody that they're sitting at 5, 12, and 1 right now. We'll head off to a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson, Ron McLean for Century Casino Sports Bar when we return.